another episode of Restoring, Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. Hey, that's right. It's that time again for another episode of Restoring Your Voice. So glad you could be with me. If you <clears throat> missed uh, yesterday's episode, hey, please go check it out and uh, see what what did we talk about? We talked about love and its relationship to salvation and how important it was to love others. So please go check that out. And I didn't plan on it, but it was season three, episode 16, John 316, for God so loved the world. I didn't plan on that, but hey, God is awesome and, you know, he'll do crazy cool stuff like that. All right. So before we start, hey, give this a like, give this a thumbs up wherever you're watching from or listening to it from. Um, also, please share this button if you're share this button share this podcast uh whether you're listening to it or watching it uh if you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel david c mcguire hit that subscribe button now will you uh all all are welcome by the way and uh the link by the way to leave a voice message for this podcast is featured in the in the uh description video and audio both i would love to hear from you whether you have questions comments whether uh you're skeptics whether it's criticism Anything and everything, I'll feature you in a future episode. All right, so that's out the way. So today we're going to talk about our people enemies, right? I've heard this time and time again from various circles of believers um, that, you know, they'll talk about people who come against them. um, And they'll say stuff, well, but, but wait, wait, they're not our enemies, okay? Now, while I understand the sentiment, however, it's simply just not true. Because, as usual, we can find everything we need to know about this kind of stuff in the Bible, right? And we're going to go to Matthew 5 today. But I believe that this is an important topic we need to hit up. Because we need to recognize that, yes, indeed, people are our enemies. But we also need to recognize how we are to treat them as well, right? Not an eye for an eye, teeth for teeth, no vengeance, no revenge. But, but first, let's establish... Let's establish... Are people our enemies? Are people going to come against us? Are they going to revile us? Are they going to persecute us? Are are they going to throw us in jail? Yes, absolutely. We just have to look at what's going on in Canada right now, for instance. They're throwing pastors in jail just because they want to be a pastor. Okay, that's persecution, for instance. Um, Yesterday, I talked about how Marcus Lamb is being vilified in the media and by professing uh, Christians as well. Um, And therefore... Yeah, it's it's just not right. Okay, so that's a form of persecution. Is 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 the tongue, by the way. So let's go on over to the Bible, and I'm going to go down to um. Oh, we'll we'll scroll down to the end of Matthew five, then we'll go back up. But it says that you have Jesus saying in uh, Matthew five forty three says that you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Okay, so there's that word enemy. By the way. Just for the heck of it, just because I like to look stuff up, I look up the word enemy in Greek, and guess what it means? Enemy. Um, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do those good, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So, clearly, Jesus is defining that people can indeed be our enemies, okay? People who come against us, um, people who speak nasty of us, uh, people who downright 
do all sorts of crazy things against us are indeed our enemies you know say for instance uh, like what's going on with one for israel right now where the rabbinic community is in israel is trying to bring a lawsuit against them to stop uh what they're doing and they're doing great and wonderful things to to spread the gospel to uh israel um but there, there is a a lawsuit currently and we uh, we don't know how long this is going to last um you know pray by the way for a good outcome but yes these people bringing a lawsuit are indeed their enemies it is a form of persecution um but let's not forget that um enemies i mean this is right here it says but but i say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you right so that's pretty bad do good though do good to those that hate you so if people hate us they are our enemies and i talked about uh, hating yesterday by the way and loving and you can study first john for yourself i'm gonna you know it's one of my favorite books in in the whole entire bible uh is is that one um also let's see go back up uh so hate you so people hate us that makes us an that makes them an enemy of ours um but the bible is clear and i'm gonna just i'll, I'll get into the bottom but i'm gonna scroll back up or go back up to scroll back up because it's on my computer it says um in verse 11 right it says, blessed are you when, when when men revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. This is Jesus talking. So first we have to get the attitude of it's not a woe is me attitude when people are our enemies. When people do hate us and, and, and spread false rumors and all that against us, these things that God calls an abomination, first we have to realize it's normal. Okay, it is a normal part of being separate from the world, being in the world and not of the world, that people would indeed hate us, that people would be our enemies, people in people uh, of the world, so in and of the world, would be our enemies, right? We have to realize that. Uh, that's first, it's normal. It's, it's not extraordinary. It's not, you know, a time to crawl under our covers. It's not a time to to step back. In fact, I would say it's a time to even step uh, further forward as we know that we're doing the right thing. Um, and I would say that if people do not hate us, then we're not truly representing Christ because he says, for my sake. So for whose sake? The sake of Jesus. And people are going to revile us. They're going to persecute us. They're going to say all kinds of evil against us falsely, but all for the sake of Jesus. We're, we're blessed when this happens, I know it's not preached many times, especially here in America. Um, so I don't know what it's like where you're, where you're from, but you can let me know in the voice message. Um, but the point being is that it's normal and we should be rejoicing. We, we, it calls us blessed. We know that we're blessed when this happens to us. Amen. So it's, it's not abnormal. I mean, Jesus expounds upon us further that even... That even our own family would be against us. Remember that part of the scripture that says, I didn't come to bring peace, but I came to bring the sword. And then he talks about dividing family members. And there would be great divisions in families. And I, and I feel for uh, anybody that's happened to, or it's happened to me too. Uh, but it's normal. Okay, It's not extraordinary. It's not abnormal. Uh, it's not something to cry about. It doesn't mean we're any less blessed than anybody else. It just means we're blessed. That That's what it means. So we have to realize that. Okay. Indeed, people are our enemies. And as long as we're on this earth, as long as we identify with Christ, 
Not just say we do, by the way. There's a huge difference between uh, saying you identify with Christ and actually identifying with Christ, by the way. Uh, but that's that's another um, episode. Uh, but for this one, when we identify with Christ, people will hate us. People will revile us. They will try to do all sorts of nasty things against us. And we count it. We should count it all joy. We should count it all joy. Okay, we should consider ourselves blessed when it does happen. Not if it happens, by the way. When it happens, big difference. Because what I'm reading to is that Jesus promised that it will happen. All right, so how are we going to deal with all this? And are we supposed to return evil for evil? Right? Um, are we supposed to... Um, I don't know. Use the same language. Maybe we're supposed to go on the attack. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. Like I see many people who call themselves apologists do. Where, where they go back, they, they attack. Right? Are we supposed to do that? Or, or what is the biblical way of dealing with people like this? Well... I read it to you already. It says, you shall love your neighbor, uh, right? Love your enemies, it says. So first and foremost, we're to uh, love them. And I'm just going to scroll down here. Uh, so I can find it. Oops. I'm just looking at, I'm just bringing up the Greek definition, by the way, in case you're wondering, what the heck is this guy doing? Well, he's doing his podcast episode. Um, so it says, but I say to love. So in case you're wondering the Greek word for this whole uh, love thing. Uh, it is. And uh, where to go? There it is. It's aga, agapeo. Okay. Agapeo. Uh, or no, in this. Well, agapte. Sorry. Agapta. And one of the things it says to welcome. To entertain. To be fond of, to love dearly. Think about that. That's the same love, by the way, that's used when it says, For God so loved the world. So we are, when these enemies come in, and it says here, to love them. Okay? It says, to love your enemies. We're supposed to love them in a welcoming way. Like, I welcome it. Bring it on. Like, I'm not saying persecution and such has to feel nice. It doesn't feel nice if you're thrown in jail, you lose money, whatever it may be. But welcome it. We're supposed to welcome you. Know what? Bring it on. I love you. And I'm going to present Jesus to you. We have, we have to love him in that radical way. Um, okay. So what else does it say? It says, bless those who curse you. So when people do curse us and they say these evil things, right? Cursing can come in the form of evil words spoken against us, right? We know that the tongue is a powerful weapon. And the Bible makes that clear. Uh, but we're supposed to bless them when that happens. We're not supposed to call them no use. Blah, 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 you know, stupid and idiot. Um, hey, oh, by the way, when you, uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you a dog. I'm gonna, no, mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. no, bless them. How would that look like? We, we would pray for them, right? And that says it later on. We bless them with words. You know, I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. What, brother? That's radical. Well, you know what? Jesus called us blessed by dying for us on the cross while we were yet sinners. That's what the Bible tells us. So it says, pray for them. So when we, when we know that, especially that certain people are enemies, never mind in general, or I'm talking about the certain people, um, we're supposed to pray for them. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose something really really radical here. I know uh, in this in this day and age where it's all about me and my and what what you know I got my feelings hurt kind of deal. But for those of you who are on social media, 
when somebody leaves a nasty comment or a nasty reply, or maybe you're scrolling down, you see, see maybe you see uh, a news article about something. How about instead of replying, you stop and pray for those people? Just, just stop what you're doing. Right? Clearly, you're not driving because you're looking at your phone. You shouldn't be, you know, looking at your phone if you're driving anyways. And you lift them up in prayer. Okay? That's just, just a start. Lift them up in prayer. Pray for them. Pray for their salvation. Pray for God to, to make himself known to them. Pray for them to know who Jesus is, to have a revelation of Jesus Christ. And here's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even propose something even more radical than that. Write their name down. Right? Write their names down. And then add them to your prayer list. So, if, in other words, if people you, you pray for. Right? Since I'm only telling you what the Bible commands. Right? What the Bible tells us. Right? These are the words of Jesus telling us what to do. It's not a suggestion, by the way. We don't get to pick and choose. Oh, I'm not going to do it because I don't feel like it. Oh, it really hurt me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm showing you, uh, giving you practical ways to do this. And a practical way to do this is to write their names down. I didn't say you have to dialogue with them. Never said that. Bible clearly makes it that we, that we don't have, you know, certain types of enemies. But that will be an episode later this week, by the way. Uh, we don't have to have anything to do with them to pray for them. Okay? We, we can pray for them. I, you know, plus probably these people on social media, you probably never meet. Anyways. So write down their names and lift them up in prayer. So hopefully so far I've given you some very practical ways to deal with people when, when they come against you. Um, so pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Why? Why is this important? Why is it important to, to know that people are indeed our enemies and then how we are supposed to respond to that? It says, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So if you say, "Well, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, I don't love those people. That they're against me. I hate them." As I've, you know, heard idiots like Stephen Anderson say, um, probably shouldn't be not supposed to be saying that, but whatever. Um, you know, oh, hate this and hate. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Let me let me just make this clear. If you hate people for whatever they may have done against you. If you hate them, then you are not a son of the Father or a daughter of the Father. Okay, you are not, you have no salvation. You cannot possibly say you are of the Father God and hate people. It's impossible. I just told you that from Scripture. In fact, you're a liar if you say that I love God, but I hate people. Especially when God loves all enough his only begotten son to die for us in our sins it says in verse 46 for if you love those who love you what reward do you have do not even the tax collectors do the same right and we know that back in the day of Jesus the tax collectors were considered a very very evil bunch of people right because these are the people who worked for the Romans not only would they collect the taxes owed to them owed to the Roman government in other words but they would you know take even more so they could get a cut off the top of it so they were very reviled people and then it says here and if you greet your brothers only in other words you know you will put it in the context of brothers and sisters in christ and if you greet your brothers only what are you doing more than others right 
Do not even the tax collectors do so. Here, here's that reference to this evil group of people back in the day that were the enemies of their fellow Jewish people, just to give you that reprehensible idea how evil these people were, that they were fellow Jews taking money from Jews. So it says, therefore, watch this, be perfect. Even as your father who is in heaven is perfect. Wait, we can do that? Yeah, when we show perfect love. When we show that, that extravagant love to people who are indeed our enemies. So we, we need to get this in us because, you know, in our American version of Christianity, not true Christianity, but in, in the American gospel, people are supposed to love us and they're supposed to shower us with praises and give us lots of money and we're supposed to receive donations you know, out, out the yin yang and so on and so forth. And and then we want to whine and we want to cry when people come against us and we treat it abnormal, you know, to treat it abnormal. I want to uh, bring up a, look up a quote I posted today <clears throat> on Facebook. And I think this is important for you to see. Let's see here. I'm trying to bring it up now. Anyway, it's a quote by George Whitfield. I'm just looking stuff up today in sermon preparation for Sunday. Um, let's see if I can bring it up at all. Right now, my internet is slow, so please bear with me. Even as you're listening to this. Anyway, I'm not going to try and bring it up on screen. Uh, it's going to go to audio podcast. But it says, so that if our Lord spoke truth, and this was George Whitfield uh, commenting, commentary by him uh, about this on the Sermon on the Mount. So that if our Lord spoke truth, we are not so blessed as to have an interest in in the kingdom of heaven unless we are or have been persecuted for righteousness sake so i hope that once again highlights and illustrates my point that having people as our enemies being in other words persecuted by people is a normal blessed part of the christian life because we identify with jesus and people see that and they don't like that and they get riled up against it. So we, we need to realize this and we need to apply this. Amen. And we need, because I'm going to say it again. If you're not being persecuted by people, then you're probably not living for Christ. And so you need to realize that and you need to realize how you're going to respond in a God-like manner. In the same manner, by the way, that the Father shows us his love. Not excusing sin, not excusing immorality or any of that, but still loving us in such a way as to offer us a chance at redemption. And when we love these people with that kind of love, we're offering them a chance at redemption. We're planting a seed or we're watering a seed, but I don't, I don't know if I'll ever meet them. That doesn't matter if you meet them or not. You're praying for them and praying for somebody is watering that seed that probably somebody already planted. And so if you don't treat them in a God fashion, you're just going to show them what hypocrites Christians truly are. Because right? according to the world, when they look at us, oh, you hypocrites, you do that wrong, you do that wrong. Well, when you don't respond in God-like love, the only thing that you're doing at the end of the day is confirming and affirming their belief system. Right? Instead, when you can say, you know what, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray and pray and pray for you until God tells me to stop or until you come into the kingdom. 
Yeah, we need we need to be that radical. It's called radical love, the same radical love that you were shown when you spit on Jesus, when you broke the Father's heart. He showed you that love, offering you that chance, giving you a choice at redemption. Amen? So I'm going to keep this podcast episode short and sweet. Stick with me throughout the week. All right, we're going to, tomorrow I'm going to get into Calvinism, and I'm going to really, really, really hit up the falsity of predestination. And then uh, Thursday, I'm going to hit up, does faith mean that we can get what we want? Uh, hopefully, you know what, where I'm going to go with that. And then Friday, I'm going to end off, uh, end the week with who we're to have nothing to do with, because there's absolutely a slew of people that the Bible tells us to have nothing to do with. Amen. So be blessed all. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. Love you. So that's it for this episode of Restoring Restoring Your Your Voice Voice with your host, Pastor David, and saying God bless you. Get out there and be the kingdom.